Hello. Welcome. Um, you're listening to Diva Dive. My name is Mark. I'm Haruni. And today we have a special guest. Hi, I'm Agatha. Yeah. This is our producer. Um, we're very glad to have you in today to talk about something that, like, you're disproportionately passionate about. Okay. What are you disproportionately passionate about? <laughs> um, our country slash pop queen, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. So, like, see, here, here's the thing. I'm going to need to be sold on this. Oh. Because I haven't been Taylor Swift's biggest fan. And, like... Well, like, Ever. Ever. There's not been a Taylor era that I've been, like, completely sold by. Oh, my God. Why? There's just something about her that I feel like is slightly generic. I uh, I am personally offended by that. Like, oh! I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect to come here and be attacked like that. Well, oh. too bad. <laughs> going to get heated in the studio today, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm excited. We're going to get heated. I feel like I, I said... In between, like, I like Taylor, but I, or I wouldn't say I'm on, like, Agatha's level of, like, standage, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I sit in the middle, so I'm, like, really interested to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, yeah, I definitely have, I definitely wonder if I can be sold on this. Okay, so, like, to be clear, my mission here today is to try to convince you, just like how Taylor Swift convinced all the 12-year-olds inside <laughs> ourselves <laughs> to relate to her music. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so, Diva Dive. We answer the age-old question of what makes a diva standable, but diving into the most comprehensive portrayal of their lives and careers there exists, their Wikipedia pages. Join us each week as we delve into our chosen diva's Wikipedia page, section by section, before we ask ourselves the burning question, do, do we, we stand? stand? Do we stand? Wait, sorry, I was late. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're maybe possibly live. We don't mm-hmm. actually know. <laughs> but whatever. Surprise for everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always yeah, just like Taylor Swift's career trajectory. Ooh. You never know where she goes from here. Okay, that's actually that's actually yeah. I can I can get behind that because I feel like we don't actually know where she's going to go from here. But I think mm-hmm. we'll get there towards the end. We've got a lot to get through first because I feel like Taylor's gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just as per like tradition, now we have to talk about other <laughs> like the fan wikis of Taylor. Um, the Taylor Swift wiki has four hundred and eleven pages, which is more than Beyonce. Yeah, um, surprising wow, actually. Yeah, but Her let's impact. Gaga. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, but like Beyonce. <laughs> so yeah, I feel a little bit robbed by that, but whatever. Yeah. Taylor Swift can have a fan wiki. I okay. I can appreciate a few things about this fan wiki. First of all, it's called Swiftypedia, and while the JPEG itself that says Swiftypedia is like the most low res image they could have found <laughs> for this website, I I can appreciate the kind of effort into like personalization. Um, so this wiki has like albums, tours, it has lyrics, okay, which I don't think we've seen before on a fan wiki. So this is already kind of like a step up on like other fan wikis that we've seen based mm-hmm. on the fact that it has lyrics. Um, it has Taylor's filmography as minimal as it is, like not, not, not to shade her, just like saying there's mm-hmm. only two entries here and it's <laughs> Valentine's Day and the Lorax. Um, <laughs> Wait, Swiftpedia, like, hold on. Wait. Swiftypedia. By Swiftypedia. The way. I'm on a page called Swiftpedia that has four pages. What? No, I'm week- on. <laughs> What's Swiftypedia? How do you spell that? It's taylorswift.fandom.com okay. slash wiki gotcha. slash. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah, th- yeah. there are two conflicting fan wikis oh, here. Oh, okay. I didn't find that one that you were referring it's to. It's just Swiftpedia. Swiftpedia. Without the I. Oh my God. And Swiftpedia has a total of four pages. <laughs> Swiftie. 
Okay, yeah, I think this might be the bigger one. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, Swiftpedia. I'm on it now. It looks kind of... Uh, this is the yeah this the, is the low budget version yeah <laughs> the albums here like it only says four albums taylor swift fearless <laughs> speak now and red so this mm. this this wiki stopped updating at yeah. around like 2011 yeah okay. probably well, when she went to college but yeah when she went to college but yeah when that, that's yeah that's when yeah. went to college that's um funny. there was like humor pages in here like coolest musical instruments ever like cat humor waving hats Jesus. and oh my god so there, there's this really cool thing well i think it's cool but um things you want to tell taylor swift so people will, like post onto this wiki and edit the page itself with like messages to taylor in oh, case she ever right. like comes across yeah and um people will like sign their names and it's it's like yeah it's basically like a wiki page but like every section is a comment from someone who is like sending a message out to taylor and I thought that was pretty sweet. Like mm. that's a nice way of doing things, and like that's that's really creative, and like it's fun, and it's clear that her fans want to like kind of engage with her, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think the one thing that I kept coming back to as I was like reading up for this episode was that like her fans really appreciate her and just like the effort that she puts into fan interactions. Uh, yeah, I feel like what really separates her from the other like pop girl slash divas is just that. Um, her genuine relationship with her fans mm. like she hosts like um, secret like um, screenings and like um, yeah like she would preview her albums to her friends she would stalk her fans on like Tumblr Twitter Instagram whatever um, yeah and it's just I don't know it makes us feel special like I've never been like replied to by Taylor Swift but like whatever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I see these people like being noticed and like it just makes her so happy, yeah. Wow. If Taylor Swift were to ever come across this episode, is there something that you would like to tell her? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It's just that, like, I don't know. I think, like, she's so brave. Like, she's gone through so much. And, like, she still, like, keeps at it. And, like, she's she's such, like, she's the businesswoman I want to become one day. Oh, Interesting. Sweet. I don't think I've ever heard anyone refer to Taylor Swift as a businesswoman. Yeah. But having read her Wikipedia, I don't dispute that. Mm-hmm. I think, Yeah. Like, people underestimate her. Like, she's so smart. Mm. Mm. Like, she really is. Like, she knows how to negotiate her deal. She's like her own momager. Yeah, <laughs> she's shrewd. Um, and I think that's a good segue to get into her career beginnings. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, what astounded me from the outset was that, like, she always wanted to be a country singer. She moved to Nashville to become a country singer. Mm-hmm. And then in Nashville, she realized, quote unquote, everyone in that town wanted to do what I wanted to do. So I kept thinking to myself, I need to figure out a way to be different. Um, she said that about Nashville. And I was like, that's 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 a self-aware country singer. That's not just a country singer, you know? Yeah, like she was like 14 when she said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I spent my days in fanfiction.net when I was 14. I wasn't thinking about, like, making a <laughs> career out of myself. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, even from her adolescence, there was that element of, like, there was that entrepreneurial spirit um, of, like, I need to make music, but I need to make my music um, that needs to be different, which is cool. Um, I don't know, is there anything else that stands out from her early life? What do you uh, reckon? She was bullied. That's a thing. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, she, like, she, wa- she grew up in Pennsylvania, and, like, no one in Pennsylvania, like, listens to country music. That's true. <laughs> like, she was, like, the horse girl in her school. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was, like, yeah. <laughs> she was all, like, oh, I didn't know if, like, um, someone would talk to me when, I, when I'm in school, that kind of stuff. Yep. So, yeah. I, like, I think it's great. Like, she also has, like, really supportive parents. We're going to move to Nashville. We're going to make your dream come true. And I just... 
yeah like not yeah. a lot of people have that support system in place mm. as well so i, yeah. I think like yeah. part of her confidence and part of her entrepreneurial skills like must have come from like her parents as well mm. um but yeah i can imagine how being the country girl in a very like urban area would i can i can see how that influenced like a whole bunch of her music going into her career mm-hmm. like you can still see that influence by the time we get to red 1989 that kind of thing um where it's like there's a juggling of like urban music and like country music yeah i don't know if urban music is the thing and i don't know if that's the right way to describe it but like you can see those both there i guess um but yeah she was also like really known for songwriting and she wrote like most of the songs on her debut album if not all of them um and yeah the debut album we had eponymously taylor swift in 2006 um okay so this is an album that i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) um it was a very sweet album it was was very her it was yeah it was just her being her yeah yeah i think it came out at the right time for me like being the age that i was how old were you uh when was this like okay 2008 i want to say Oh, 13. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, like, it came out at just the right time for me to, like, kind of appreciate the kind of thing that she was singing about. Yep. Like, not that I ever went through that at that age, but, oh, like... 2008, um, yeah. that was Fearless, right? Oh, was that Fearless? Yeah, oh, uh, 2006. 2006 was Oh, my God, okay, yeah. But you were 11. 11, which is, so, like, around yeah. that age, like, preteen mm-hmm. to, like, early teenage. Yep. Yes, yes. That, that was, yeah, that was... Um, I remember listening to, like, Teardrops on my guitar, and, like, I'd never gone through anything like that, but, like, I felt that, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, no, no boy is, like, doing this, but, like... I felt that. Those like, are things you like, want to go through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah as like awful as it like she made it sound <laughs> through the thing. It's like, wow, this is dramatic. And like, yeah. I, I relate, but not really. Yeah, she's like an amazing lyricist. And like yeah. a thing that I don't think is mentioned in her Wikipedia is that like if you purchase her album, it comes with like a lyric, like a book of lyrics. And some of the lyrics are like capitalized, like the letters. Mm-hmm. And if you gather it together, it's like, it's a it's a secret message. Oh, yeah, contained within really the song. Cool. Interesting. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so. Doing cool. the literal most, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> singer songwriter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She was nominated for best new artist in two thousand and eight, and I think that might be around the time Fearless came out. Um, Mariah was nominated for that. Mariah won that. <laughs> watch me like milk as much out of like Mariah as I can throughout this entire like series. Have what you watched watch Glitter yet? Yeah. <laughs> no comment. Um, but I think I had a few discussion questions that I wanted to table here. So, like, with Taylor Swift, the album, mm-hmm. do we feel like she's established yet? Because there is some chart success and recognition, but do we feel like she's established her personal, like, brand? No. Like, it, I mean, it's the first work. Like, you don't know how the public is going to react to it. And, That's like, true. I think, um, I think it set the, like precedent for later works mm. mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say it's established as in like she's choosing like her definitive brand like i think there's, there's definitely like remnants of it that i see in like like later albums but like yeah i, I don't yeah like a hard no for me <laughs> okay yeah i mean like yeah it makes sense what you said like i agree with that because like she was working with a really small record la- record record label <laughs> um big machine which is now big thanks to Taylor. <laughs> yeah, she basically like made that man's whole life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's not exactly a whole major debut. Yeah, 
Because we kind of, like, for me personally, though, like, I know Taylor through iconic songs from, like, the next two albums, not from this album. Mm -hmm. So it's very, like, that was the kind of question that I wanted to ask. Is that, like, has she kind of gotten to that point yet? No. I think the most similar song to, like, other songs that I know of her is Teardrops of My Guitar, I think. Yeah. Just because it does, like, reference, like, your um, relationships and, like, Mm. but not just relationships, but, like, the hard parts of relationships mm-hmm. like unrequited yeah. love i guess for this one um our song is w- one of my faves from that mm-hmm. album and i feel like that's quite different to other songs like would you say the same like to me it like it's quintessentially country but also like not quintessentially but it's, it's more country than anything else that i recognize by her yeah um she actually wrote our song for a talent show so oh. it was not supposed to be in the album oh okay yeah like she put it in there because like her classmates was like you know that's actually a really good song oh yeah. my god okay there you go i didn't know that but like yeah love our song um should we play our song should we? Let's play it. Let's play our song. Oh. um this is our song by taylor swift from the album taylor swift you've been listening to diva dive Welcome back. That was our song by Taylor Swift from the album Taylor Swift. Um, you were listening to David Ive on Fodder. So, yeah, that was super country. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I was just telling these guys about how in tw- 2006 I was seven years old and I did not understand English, but I just, I knew. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to understand the content to know that Taylor was your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I knew. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um <laughs> Yeah, because there's something about that song where it's like, I wasn't listening to every word, but like you can kind of, it's a bop that you can kind of settle into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I think we're going to move on to the next era. And I've chucked the next two albums together because like, I feel like these two albums is Country Taylor at her most powerful. I'm Fearless and Speak Now. Oh, so God. I think, yeah, these albums to me were like, they were Country Taylor, but like more. Mm-hmm. They were more Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. people like disagree. I don't know if they're more tailored to you or moving into like pop because i remember there being like Mm. maybe it was after this these two albums but like there was this whole thing about oh she's not country anymore she's like changing like that all happened i feel like either during this or like right after this era because i feel like she's slowly becoming more pop Mm. like with every album like it's just like such a consistent thing that she does yeah um but like arguably i think fearless still has a little bit of country in it i would say mm. yeah um yeah like i would even speak i argue that speak now has a little bit of country in it like it's just enough that you can still feel where taylor came from yeah just you know. a fiddle here and there <laughs> <laughs> literally just like the odd fiddle um but yeah fearless like that's when we had you know i like iconic songs Definitely. Um, Love Story, You Belong With Me. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it debuted at number one in the United States. And Mm. apparently, it became the best-selling album of 2009, selling over 3.2 million copies. Oh, my gosh. She was 18 at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's pretty powerful. Um, Yeah. So, Love Story. Okay. I I talked about on the first episode of the show, like, for my religion slash English class, we were meant to, like, write journals to the teacher about, like, you know, like, deep and meaningful things to us. And I wrote about Love Story. Oh, Taylor Swift, what's your religion? (laughs) (laughs) I am touched. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Because I also wrote about Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. And this was, like, to my, like, older religion teacher, like, this older woman. 
And I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just like gonna write about Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga. <laughs> and yeah, Love Story was the one that I mentioned. I'm just like, yes, it's like a t- it's a retelling of like Romeo and Juliet. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like really pushing God. it. And um, yeah, it's probably for the best that I can't find those journals now. <laughs> I, I kind best. of want you to find them so we can like I, so I can see. Yeah, so you like can see. we can all do like a dramatic reading here. Yeah. Oh god, no! <laughs> Instead oh, of I, actually I, doing a deal, we'll just all dramatically read her and his journals. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's a bit much. But <laughs> I want to find them as well. I, I want to like slap my young self in the head to be like what were you thinking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a plot twist Haruni you may be the diva we've been looking for just oh. then oh an episode on me <laughs> <laughs> if you sing the three song breaks live oh yeah <laughs> like in, into my mic yeah <laughs> yeah didn't give us a demo. Uh, maybe, maybe not for this. Okay. <laughs> no, we've we've like, steered off topic. Yeah. Um, other things that were happening at the time, she had an acting gig on CSI where she played like this rebellious teenager kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, and then she sang "Love" with Stevie Nicks at the Grammys, but there was backlash because Stevie Nicks is a better singer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fair. I don't know if Taylor Swift has ever been up there in my mind as like a vocally consistent and like excellent singer. Mm. It's she writes good songs. Um, they turn into jams in the studio, but singing live is not something that I associate with Taylor Swift. I think like yeah, she gets better and better though. Mm. But I think like she set up to be a songwriter like yes. in the beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. That's like her superpower. Yeah, like there are memes where like she looks like she's really into a song. Like th- there's always pictures of her at her shows where she looks like she's really into a song, and then it's like um, it'll be some caption about how like. She's not hitting a high note. Like, so-and-so is probably hitting a higher note than she is right now. <laughs> like, those kind of memes. Do you remember? I don't know if it's just something that I made up. I don't know. Maybe it's in the Little Lamb community, but not... not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this energy. <laughs> I, I, I insist that this is not a Lamb thing, but also... No, it's just like... I don't know. She's not a powerful vocalist. Is not how She's we not. I have to admit yeah. that. I'm g- I'm g- yeah. But, like, but yeah. she more than makes up for it with, like everything like she puts out like her mm. body of work mm. yeah and just to end this section i would like to read out a quote from the wikipedia page yet again yeah. in on. august 2010 swift released mine which is a great song the lead single from her third student album speak now it entered the united states at number three making swift the second female artist in the history of the hot 100 after mariah carey <laughs> to debut multiple <laughs> tracks in the top five in one year the other was today was a fairy tale at number two both of those are really good songs and like deservedly in the top five i think mm-hmm. um and this would have been after the momentum that she built through Fearless. Because these were from Speak Now in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like both mine and Today Was a Fairy Tale. Speak Now is like the, like, it's my favorite um, Taylor Swift album. Like, ever. Okay. Like, I think there are so many, like, consistently good songs on it. And, like, yeah. I, I just love everything that Speak Now was. Um, I really liked Enchanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's such a sweet song. I actually, um, I still, um, I actually bought the um, Wonderstruck perfume. Oh, like she, yeah. Okay, oh so Taylor God. Swift um, released a perfume line. It was Wonderstruck and Wonderstruck Enchanted? Question mark. And uh, there's some other more. I really need to do research on this, actually. <laughs> but yeah, actually, like because of like how good Enchanted was, like the song. Um, the minute I touched. Um, the ground in the US, I was like, take me to the nearest perfumery. I need Wonderstruck. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Her impact. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love artists that release actually good smelling perfumes. Is that? Uh, I know you're not referring to Mariah because like my mom <laughs> has her perfume and it's like called Luscious Pink or something and it smells like battery acid. <laughs> like I hate having it in my house, in my room. <laughs> Too much. Um, no, let's just move straight on from that because whilst Mariah, whilst Mariah's aren't great, there are probably more out there that are worse. <clears throat> Ariana. Oh my God. Um, that is not that bad. We're going to debate this during the song break. Yeah. Let's. We're going to play You Belong With Me. From Fearless, an iconic song. Um, yeah, you've been listening to Diva Dive. Hello, welcome back. That was You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift from Fearless. You've been listening to Diva Dive on Fodder. Um, but yeah, that was that phase, I guess. Oh, can I just say I almost cried listening to that song right here right now. Really took me back to like middle school, which is, again, I think like why Taylor Swift is so successful. Like She speaks, you know, like to the underdogs. Oh you know, like to those girls who were like yeah. never noticed and <sighs> it's like yeah no that is one of those songs that just like speaks to it's it speaks to like just that element of like teenage romance and like that kind of thing it's very that um but then by 2012 we sort of get she seems to be growing out of that with red which mm-hmm. was her next album um and like all of her songs up to this point had been like pretty acu- acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. the odd fiddle, <laughs> um, and all of a sudden in red we get like rock elements, we get like vaguely dubstep elements, um, very faintly, very faintly. Just mm-hmm. I think it was most prominently in like I knew you were trouble, oh, um, which was like a complete one eighty, I would argue, mm-hmm. from her previous sound. Um, she dyed her hair pink, y'all. Did she? In the video, yeah. At the end? At the end, she was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was picking up in the desert and, like, her hair was, like, pink. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Do you remember the goat meme for that song? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. The goat meme was everywhere. Yeah, it would be, like... I can't even remember the lyric, but like it, like when she hits those like kind of high notes, there'd be like goat bleats like edited <laughs> in, like goats like screaming. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Haven't you seen it? No. Oh, okay. It's just this song. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew you were trouble, and then be like, and I'm lying on the cold hot ground, and then like, oh, and it yeah. would be like goats like edited <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's like Mariah stands coming in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the lambs reappear. Yeah. Um. What is pop music without Mariah? Um, but no, I feel like, again, with Red, as with um, Speak Now and Fearless, it was like a few key tracks mm-hmm. propelled it to success. So mm-hmm. I Knew You Were Trouble, Never Getting Back Together, 22, mm-hmm. are the ones I sort of remember most prominently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have sort of deep cuts that you are more fond of than those, but mm. I remember those. This album feels like the her rebellious phase almost. Like, yeah. maybe No, maybe Reputation is that. Oh. Like, yeah, reputation more. Like, she was sure. dating a Kennedy during this time. She could not be too rebellious. Oh, she was. She was. Really? I had yeah. no idea. Oh. Yeah, like, she bought a mansion and everything, like, oh or, like near the estate. And then, like, that relationship kind of, like, did not work out, <laughs> as we all know. So, wow. yeah. Just so briefly dated Harry Styles at this point? She did. Um, it was mm. kind of, like, around red. And like before 1989 Yeah mm-hmm. Also the Red Tour Broke China ticket sales records With 18,000 oh tickets God. sold in 60 seconds Oh her oh. impact That's fascinating Her impact Yeah I know China and the colour red just 
<laughs> yeah, oops, I went there. Oh my God. Um, I actually had a time of my life. Um, I went to Retoria. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I went with my best friend. And we actually, like, um, yeah, I kind of want to talk about this. Like, it's not really featured in Wikipedia, but, um, like, she has this thing where, like, she never sells meet and greet t- tickets. Yeah. Like, she, uh, like, she, not not hers herself, but, like, her mom or, like, anyone, her manager or whatever, like, in the team. Um, they will, like, actually scour the arena to find, like, the most dedicated Swifties. Wow. Yeah. Right. If you ever, like, see any pictures from, like, Taylor Swift concerts, like, the fans are all decked out in merch or handmade t-shirts. I yep. actually, like, I spend, like, an entire day and some more to DIY, like, posters. And I bought, like, a plain white shirt. And I we, we wrote, like, 13, which is, like, her number. Like thirteen mm-hmm. in glitter, and then we're like uh, Swifties forever in the back. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like it was it was a whole thing. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. We we're all decked out in that, and we had like glow sticks and like in red. Duh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, not to completely one eighty, but she was also in the Lorax at this point, and I feel like that's important. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. She plays the love interest of Zac Efron's character. Oh yeah. Which is like everything we all want to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the Lorax for ages, but oh. I remember that movie fondly. Okay. Yeah. For reasons that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. the story's super relevant right now. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember the story. I just don't remember who's who. And who was like the force behind it all? Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just gonna cut it and say like I don't think her role was that big in this movie. <laughs> like, it felt very minor, like for a star like her to just. Yeah, like yeah, she's basically like Zendaya in the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, like there for promo and stuff, but yeah. like not really like. I mean, she plays, like, an archetype, right? Like, the mm. babysitter who, like, the main kid is, like, having a crush on. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not really, like, hard-hitting mm. material that you can work with. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I actually... Because, like, she also did Valentine's Day. And that oh, was... Yeah. Taylor Square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember that? <laughs> she dated Taylor Lautner for a bit, like, after Valentine's Day, I think it was. Yeah, after that movie. And that was, yeah, interesting. But then again, like, all of her relationships are interesting. Yeah, it's like a a big thing with her. It's like I don't know why like um people just really focus on her like personal life. Mm. And maybe it's because like her songwriting is so brutally honest. Yeah. 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 Um but like a lot of people do date round. I mean that's Hollywood, come on. Yeah. But mm. yeah, people just like really like zero in on her and that's when all I feel like during red that's when like all the mm. critics start coming in like you only talk about your relationships. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think what songs came out around then. We were never getting back together. I knew we were trouble. But like Mm. 22. Mm. So it's like there's... I think there is enough variety that some of those comments aren't really justified. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like... What's it? Yeah, she had to come out and just be like, "Uh, I've been attacked by the media. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's a perfect segue into Shake It Off in 1989. Because that's what that was. Yeah. Right? Um, it was 1989 was like a pop album, but it was sort of lead single "Shake It Off," and it was literally about how the media treated her. Um, and then we had another song about relationships in Blake Space, which came next. <laughs> but "Shake It Off" was I remember it being massive, like mm-hmm. really big. It blew up in 2014. Um, and like the album and "Shake It Off" won like a swath of awards. Yeah, there was a whole. Th- I also remember the controversy with um, Anaconda. 
and how people <laughs> felt like Anaconda was robbed. And of what exactly? Like a specific award? Yeah, something something best music video. Oh, okay. And Nikki went online and was like, something something white girls winning awards. Oh wait, wait, and you yeah, know I remember this, and like Miley Cyrus kind of like tried to weigh in on it, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Miley, what's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember oh, I that. Remember I was, yeah, I I secretly watched that show in class. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in class. I had my laptop on. I tried to pretend listening to my teacher at the time. Yeah, and then when she said like Miley, what's good, and I was just like, <gasps> yeah. in class, I need a moment. <laughs> I need a moment. My life just flashed before my eyes. Wow. Like, yeah, I, Nikki was so iconic that year. Yeah. <laughs> and so was Anaconda. Like, Anaconda dare we say so robbed? Yeah, <laughs> like Shake It Off was good, but Anaconda. Oh, okay, but like Bad Blood featured like Ellen Pompeo oh. and Mariska, which yeah. uh, which are like. Oh, yeah, the queens mm. of like nighttime TV. Bad Blood was like the um, Avengers: Infinity War of 2014, <laughs> like the ambition of that crossover. <laughs> this is like, yeah. yeah, anyone who's like anyone in like in yeah. Hollywood and like all these models and actresses and singers, yeah. like we're in this. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's like, look at how cool my girl gang is. Like, we're cooler than you. And yeah. yeah, like Taylor Swift is like our present time Nick Fury. She like gathered all these forces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Taylor oh, Swift yeah. is Nick Fury. Oh my god! Um, what else happened in 2014? She was named Billboard's Woman of the Year the mm-hmm. second time, and yeah. she is the only artist to have won twice. Um, and given that this is episode three, we have covered two alumni, two other mm-hmm. alumni of this award by now. So mm-hmm. Beyonce had one in t- 2009, and Gaga would go on to win the next year in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what an achievement to have won it twice by such a young age and to be the only one to have done it yeah um and actually like the criticism of like targeted towards her in this era shifted from like her personal life to like her rebranding of being like a a really woke feminist yes um and then yeah a lot of stuff was written up about like is this white feminism or is taylor swift actually valid (laughs) like there was a lot of debate Mm. And Nicki Minaj was in a lot of it as well. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I remember. I feel like I shared an article on my Facebook timeline about this. <laughs> I don't know if we can scroll you, back far enough. Like, yep. You contributed to that discourse. <laughs> You're like right in the middle of it. Like, yeah. You couldn't stay away. <laughs> Literally. Because um, it was something about how like Nicki Minaj gets framed as the angry black woman trope for calling out what does actually seem to be a reasonably valid... I can't even say reasonably valid. What does actually seem to be a genuinely valid, like, mm-hmm. issue in the music industry. Not to, like, bring this episode there. <laughs> but, yeah. No. Yeah, but, like, I feel like Taylor Swift has shown, like, a lot of capability and, like, a lot of humility as well to mm. learn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, think she's as problematic as other white artists can be these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she meant the apology she wrote on her notepad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She did that. Um, and I think on like on this note, I kind of wanted to just touch base with these two albums, Red in 1989. And like, do we feel like those are successful transitions from country to kind of other things in Red and then to like full on pop in 1989? Or like, do we feel nostalgia for country Taylor? Mm-hmm. I, I think 1989 more so than Red. It, like, I don't mind that sound like i mm. am here for it so like it's not so much nostalgia in my part it's more like oh this is great like this is different but different with good 
Yeah. Like this is a new direction that I can, it's not, it doesn't even feel too new, but it's like, it's, it's work that I can like appreciate and get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do find it kind of find myself like feeling a little nostalgic for like the speak now days and like mm. the fearless oh. days, just a little bit, but I don't yeah. know how much of that is like also rooted in like my age at the time, and <laughs> like yeah. general nostalgia. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, I was like fundraising for like two <laughs> tickets um, to 19, the nineteen eighty nine tour in Singapore. Oh my so, god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like nineteen eighty nine is peak Taylor Swift. Honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how she can go from there. Yeah, because yeah. we're going to talk about reputation after this song break, mm-hmm. and like I have questions about reputation. Yeah, not that me, it's me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, not that it's a bad album, but just like mm. in terms of what it was and how well it did. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, let's. Chuck on Bad Blood um, from, what is it, 1999. <laughs> You've been listening to Diva Dive. Hi, welcome back. Um, that was Bad Blood by Taylor Swift from 1989. You've been listening to Diva Dive. Um, but now let's just go straight into Reputation because I don't feel like there's too much else that we can talk about with 1989 previous. Reputation is like the latest kind of question mark, I guess. My impression of Reputation was that like critically people loved it. Um... Songwriting was as good as ever, but, like, something about it was a bit of a flop because I don't remember any songs on it beyond Look What You Made Me Do. Mm, I I feel like the world isn't ready for it. Okay. (laughs) I think, yeah, I, like, what what stands out to me is, like, that whole meme of um, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Yes. Oh, why? Because she's dead. Like, that, that is the most standout thing for me. And I, I don't know much else. Like, it's not an album that I got into. Like, usually you can count on, like, there being two, three, maybe four, like, solid tracks yes. per Taylor Swift <laughs> album. With this one, like, yeah, with besides the two that you said, and, like, I'm not even too familiar with the two that you mentioned, like, to be honest. Like, they didn't really um, make that much of an impression on me. So, like, yeah. it's, it's a very, like, under-the-radar kind of album, despite being the massive success that it was and despite her being so huge as... Uh, so huge when it came out mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's more relevant to like the younger fans i feel like mm. they love this mm, album more you're right. like mm. like i think like speaking i think i can speak for all of you here that <laughs> like we follow her career from fearless so now it's like we still like kind of like we will always compare everything that she does to like fearless mm. speak now mm. yeah i think that's what it is which is like like when you said it's interesting because like like it's kind of like a question mark where she's like um heading towards but in the meantime she's actually working with all these people that have worked with her for red 1989 Mm. um like max martin and shellback and um jack antonov yeah um yeah like I feel like there's always going to be that element of nostalgia with Taylor's work. And there's always going to be, you know, teenage girls out there who relate to Taylor's work, no matter... There are always teenage girls out there (laughs) that are always going to relate to Taylor. Um, In a way that, like, maybe we're beyond now. Mm. Um, The thing with Taylor is that, like, to some degree, I feel like a lot of her music was kind of drowned out by Ariana Grande. Like, a lot of this happened at the same time. And there there was, like, various beefs between... The Swifties and the Arianators, because like, what what did um, what was Ariana Grande's album called? Sweetener. Sweetener. Sweetener won something. <laughs> Sweetener won what like a 
A Grammy. A Grammy for yeah, like best, best female pop vocal album or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Over reputation. It, it went against reputation. Over reputation. I mean, vocal, like, that, that's not that's not Taylor. <laughs> like, pop vocal, yeah, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like we've gone there. But <laughs> yeah. um, people felt, yeah. like, people were really angry at that reputation was kind of yeah. robbed because of, like, the songwriting aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. know. I feel like Taylor has sw- herself, like, didn't really put much hope into, like, reputation winning a grammy because like didn't she not show up in the award that's yeah. true she wasn't yeah, even she there. did not show up for that and like taylor swift never shows up anywhere if she mm. knows like she doesn't have like a damn good chance yeah. of winning something because she picked up three with 1989 or something yeah but like that's called efficiency <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then at the american music awards like reputation won like 23 awards mm-hmm. or something oh and that broke a record that was previously held by whitney houston <laughs> um which is like yeah yeah um reputation seemed just it not it was not like the critically consistent album that everything previous was you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everything previously, we were like, yep, three or four great songs yeah. um, that hold up the album, and mm-hmm. everything on the album is generally consistent there. People were divided about reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more so than ever, the music market is sort of saturated to the point where, like, there is this sort of competing. Yeah. Naturally. And I, know, and I hate saying that because, like, I really enjoy the idea of female artists supporting one another. Mm-hmm. Um but it's sort of like it's difficult because there's always going to be competition over a limited number of awards and things like that. Yeah, and like at this three. point, like for 1989, she had like a whole girl squad thing going on. Yeah. Like the whole gang was like promoting her stuff, right? Yeah. And I think by reputation, like even leading up to reputation, she kind of like became a recluse. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. I remember it was like it was a quiet few years for Taylor after. Mm-hmm. 1989 yeah like even like there were reports about her like being carried out in a suitcase when she wants to get out of her apartment oh. it's a thing <laughs> yeah yeah and kind of we talked about her peaking with 1989 mm-hmm. i did an air commerce there like to some degree yes she did but also like reputation was development i don't know i feel like we're struggling to find things to say about reputation and i think that's the most that's the most telling the way most, yeah. of, how we, <laughs> of what reputation is. Yeah. Mm. I did read somewhere, like, um, fans speculating that, like, it being quietly released was kind of, um, I guess, deliberate based on, like, the subject matter of what reputation was supposed to be. She came, like, she said what she had to say and then she kind of, like, yes. moved away from that. And, like, it, I, I don't know, maybe the album's meant to, like, speak for itself. Maybe, um, you know, it's if it's, like, critique and like commentary on her taylor's place in the media then maybe like that's a deliberate action on her to like not over promote it but like or even promote it as much as other albums maybe not selling it but so much as like releasing (laughs) yeah yeah but maybe on that note that's the thing we've seen her write music about conflict with the media before Mm -hmm. so maybe it's like we don't feel like there's as much new stuff to the table Mm-hmm. That this brings Because even to me Like 1989 was like You could already say From then The old Taylor was dead Kind of the same thing okay. It's like different It's like kind of the same thing But in a new way But it's still kind of the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. It's like her snake imagery Oh the yeah. snake imagery Yeah Should we talk about that? <laughs> I think we'll have another song break Before we get into that Because okay. like There are other things There are other things there Like just like Memes about Taylor And things like that <laughs> That I want to discuss sure. um, But yeah 
let's listen to Ready For It. I chose a song that I wasn't that familiar with, but was apparently like the second single. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I watched the music video and I have questions about how it just sort of is set in Hong Kong or something for like no reason. Oh. But. Oh yeah, apparently it referenced Ghost in a Shell. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about that, but let's just listen to the song. <laughs> um, this is Ready For It from Reputation. Hi, welcome back. That was Ready For It by Taylor from Reputation. Um, Agatha, you had some thoughts during the break. Yes, all my thoughts come out during the break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're just talking about... I feel like what we tried to say with Reputation before the song break was that previously Taylor was like leading the change. You know, she was like leading the genre. And now with pop, mainstream pop becoming more hip-hop, um, I think she's trying to follow what everyone's been doing, mm. you know, while she was gone. And it's kind of like disheartening to see that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, because I was thinking as well, as soon as you said that during the break, I was like, this sounds like a song that like, especially in some parts, like it could have been an Ariana Grande song. Mm-hmm. But it's also like this song came out before either of Ariana's albums came out. So it's like, maybe it just speaks to the general direction of the music industry. It's mm-hmm. not like one artist versus the other kind of thing. It's just like, generally, this is where pop music is going now. It's just, it's not Taylor. Yeah, I mm. don't, like, I think, like, not to be like a complete Ariana either, Ariana, <laughs> Ariana, Oh my god! Nobody knows how to pronounce that word. Just like how you don't need to pronounce. It, you just need Never to feel mind. it in your heart. <laughs> okay. Standing is like in the heart. But um, yeah, like I think Ariana pulls it off in a way that I don't think Taylor like has shown she can do. Because like maybe I'm biased. Because like I remember from like T Swizzle days, like rapping with T Paint, rapping in inverted oh commas. <laughs> inverted commas. Yeah. But um, I don't think hip hop is really for her, which is fine. Like it's mm-hmm. not her genre. So to see her like inch into something that could be that like for me this song reads more like as like electronic dubstep more mm. than like hip-hop anyway or yeah, be. yeah mm. I-, I hope she doesn't really go down that route un- unless it's like something really like polished and like you know mm. yeah because well i don't think mm-hmm. it's her <laughs> she should like stay to- true to herself i think yeah. yeah like i think that's a lesson from reputation Mm. Like, I feel like she's big enough that she can afford to not like follow every single trend and still like maintain yeah. like traction. Yeah, because yep. like if it's worked for this many years, like maybe. Oh, actually, no, really, that that's not a given. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell. So where does she go from here? Like, I hopefully better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not to go there, but um, yeah, I, reputation just wasn't for me. Yeah, I feel like the whole narrative of this episode has been, like, early Taylor, fucking fantastic. Yeah. And then, as soon as we hit reputation, it was kind of like, oh. It's, oops. <laughs> too divisive and none of us fall into the love it camp. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel like there are a couple of things we missed along the way. Um, most prominently is the Becky meme from Tumblr, <laughs> oh. which I thought is, like, the funniest thing. Um, and I remembered it existing very suddenly. Um the whole thing where it's like, this is a picture of my friend Becky. She used to be a happy, popular girl until one night she snorted marijuana <laughs> at a party. She died instantly. Please don't do marijuana. It's the most dangerous drug out there. Please don't wind up like Becky. Um, and then you got the pretty sure it's Taylor Swift. And then the reply is like, no, it's Becky. Yeah. And it's like, it's an image of Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Um, kind of the funniest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've got like a photo of her, like, um, she's wearing a shirt that says "No, it's Becky," like just out and about. Yeah, she like she's she owned it. This meme. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. owned it. I feel like she has a great sense of humor. Yeah, I feel like she yeah. does. You know, 
even like with her um taylor will sue you for copyright meme thing going on <laughs> yeah um like it started off as kind of like a serious thing and now it's become a bit of a meme mm-hmm. like i've seen people type up tumblr posts where mm-hmm. it's like every fifth word or whatever is redacted because like it's a post about like taylor swift and it's like it's a bit meta mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i feel like she cops it on the chin like mm-hmm. she's reasonably good human about all of this mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah. I don't and know. like she was so active um in on tumblr for some time yeah that's what i miss about her um, yeah yeah she was like just down there chilling with the teens <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what we miss about taylor mm-hmm. like um, that familiarity like i don't think she 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 did much of that during reputation yeah mm. No, yeah, that, you're right. Familiarity with Taylor's brand just nosedived during Reputation. Like, still in 1989, you feel like she was relatable. You mm-hmm. felt like, yeah, and then Reputation was, like, too hard. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Yeah, um, I don't know, like, what she's trying to do. Like, is she trying to do, like, a Beyonce thing? You know, where mm-hmm. she's like, uh, you know, I'll just release everything in a download and it like blow up <laughs> yeah beyonce can do that i'm not sure about taylor That's especially okay. for something like reputation that was mm. uh, it was very much a rebrand like if you're rebranding you can't afford to just slip it in and mm-hmm. hope that it blows up um yeah yeah anyway um do we miss anything or should we straight get straight to the central question no, I think let's I, get to it. That's fine as well. Okay, yeah. so do we stand? Mm. I'm still rooting for her. Mm-hmm. I want the next thing to come out to be like a good thing. Yes. I think I think we all want the best for Taylor. Yeah, even you now. Like I want the best for her and I like her, but like I don't know if I would apply the word stand here. Yeah. I'm gonna be the controversial one oh, who okay. answers no to this question for the it's first okay. time. Okay, progress is progress. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, because this took me from a place of, like, not really being a fan of Taylor to, like, being a fan. And I'm going to go and listen to Reputation now. Oh, Mark, you touched my heart. <laughs> um, but having, like, not really digested her last four or five years of trajectory, I don't feel like I can stamp mm. and say I stand this one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like I want to apply the same metric that I applied for, like, Gaga and Beyonce in that I stand based on, like, career consistency and, like, overall, like, performance and just being, like, a talented, solid artist. Yeah. Um, on that basis, I guess I could stand there because, like, I did, like, um, yeah, especially, like, early day stuff. And it, it really was only at Reputation where she kind of lost me a little. Yeah. So I don't think that's, like, enough for me to, like, say, I, oh, my, I'm done. <laughs> I don't stand mm-hmm. there anymore. Um, at the same time, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like with her, there's so much like going on like personally as well. Mm. Which like, is it appropriate to bring that in? Like, it, like I don't know. I, f- I feel like, yeah, I, I want to like, in the interest of like applying the same standards that I applied to Lady Gaga and Beyonce, I would have to go with yes. And I feel like that's so like I say yes to everyone. I stand everyone because yeah. <laughs> like I just like everything. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Even with this reputation blunder, I'm like, I still stand. Yeah. Like, I still believe in her, you know? Like, mm. I feel like everyone should be afforded one blunder. Yeah. You know, just like glitter. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no comment. 
Um, but also, like, yeah, Reputation was 2017. We're now in 2019, and statistically, she releases albums every two, three years apart. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, like yeah, everyone's buzzing on Twitter. They they were yeah. like, Taylor's been way too quiet lately. Yes, mm-hmm. she has been, and it's been very quiet since the tour. So maybe we will see something. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, and I guess yeah. I look forward to that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, until then. Who are we doing next week? Wait, let's oh. like decide this now. Okay, uh, we were just when you thought we were leaving. Um, <laughs> we were discussing Katy Perry during the break, and I know you tagged us in an Adele Jennifer Lawrence article. Oh, Adele and Jennifer Lawrence appeared at a gay club just randomly oh. together over the weekend or something. Mm-hmm. That's such a Jennifer Lawrence thing to do. Now that's branding. Yeah. <laughs> um. So do we? I'm I'm down to do either Adele or Katy Perry next week. I feel like Katy Perry could be like spicy. Yeah, yeah, especially given that Bad Blood was about Katy Perry. Oh, yeah, that's that, something like, we forgot okay. to mention. Segue. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's do Katy Perry next week. Let's do Katy Perry. Why not? Nice. W- w- yeah, why not, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see you next week with Katy Perry. Bye. 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 <laughs>